Restaurant Unstoppable, episode 149. Are you ready for it factors, success stories, failures, and bombs of restaurant industry knowledge? Then, join Eric Cacciatore and today's incredible guest as they share what it takes to become unstoppable. With excitement, allow me to introduce to you today's guest, Chef Franco Carubia. Chef Franco, are you feeling unstoppable today? I am indeed. You know that. <laughs> I love your accent, man. I can't wait to uh, put that sucker to use with these questions and answers. Uh, it's going to be awesome. So let me just give a quick aerial view of who you're all about, and then uh, we'll pass it off to you to learn more. So Chef Franco, <laughs> Chef Franco developed an appreciation for inspired cuisine at a young age. Raised in England with Italian heritage, Franco's cultural exploration deepened his passion for fresh and local ingredients. His role as a sous chef in Chef de Cuisine at a number of Boston's finest restaurants is evident from his concept development to his final presentation. Today, he serves the Windsor House in Duxbury, Massachusetts as their executive chef. Uh, this is just a huge aerial view of who you are, what you're all about. Um, I want to find out more about you, chef, but before we tap into that mind of yours, I want you to get that inspirational, motivational ball rolling with a success quote or mantra. What do you have for us today? Okay, well, um, you know, one of my uh, inspirations of uh, becoming a chef at a young age was a, was a chef uh, back home in the UK. Uh, some of you may have know, know him. His uh, name is uh, Marco Pierre White, um, and he had a big influence as, a, as the sort of rock and roll, first sort of rock and roll chef um, of, of our era and uh, of the, uh, you know, the last uh, decade or so. And, um, you know, one of his one of his big quotes is, uh, which I which I use every day, is um, you know to be a great chef you have to do all the little things well. It's not all about the big things that um, make a, make an awesome chef. It's all about attention to detail and executing all those little things really well. So that's uh, that's one of my um, one of my quotes that I like to uh, go back to. Uh, pretty much every other day so i love it man i really do and it kind of reminds me of uh danny meyer's advice uh talking about it's the little things that people don't pay attention to that correct their subconscious notices and it's those little little correct. things that we just look over that will make the difference and really help us stand correct. out so i love it man absolutely I really do. Uh, so, we got your quote. I'm pumped up. I'm sure the listeners at home are pumped up. We've got to pay attention to those details. Now, let's learn a little bit about you, Chef. When did you know that this industry was more than just a job or more going to be more than just a, jo a job? And when did you know that it was just going to be your career? Can you think of a moment where you just kind of knew, like you had an aha moment or something? Absolutely. I mean, um, I mean, I started this, started this uh, career of mine at quite a young age and um you know i um was influenced a lot by my parents and um you know especially being like italian you know i'm 100 percent italian you know obviously born and raised in the uk but uh, you know food was always pretty big for me so when i knew that um i wanted to start working in kitchens and uh handling food you know that's really um the moment when I thought to myself, you know what, I really like this and I can see myself doing well if I stick with it. So, you know, as I started, you know, slowly working in kitchens in England and, you know, just from, you know, whether it was peeling carrots or uh, washing washing lettuce or, 
whatever it was, you know, as I started developing um, more knowledge and more skill and then finally getting on the line and starting able to produce, you know, some plates and executing some dishes and start to garnish my own sort of, uh, you know, uh, uh, creation, so to speak, I think that was when I really knew that I don't really want to just, uh, you know, think of it as a job. I really want to push on, push hard and put the work in every day. It doesn't matter how long uh, it takes. I just want to really, uh, you know, do well at it. And I think that was... Um, you know, when I uh, first got my break in the UK to become a, uh, a head chef, um, you know, and, I, and the responsibility was on my shoulders to make sure that, that the food was consistent, uh, it had quality, it had elegance, it was precise. Um, and, um, you know, I think that was then when I knew that this is this is definitely for me and uh, I wanted to pursue it as long as I could and, and get, get to the top, you know, so. I love it, man. So, you mean, you had that... Uh, that Italian background, that, that Italian heritage, that really influenced your, the food culture. But when you started Absolutely. working in the restaurants, you said, you know, I really liked this. I mean, what was the this that you liked? Like, what was it about the industry yeah. that just that you know drew Absolutely. you to it? Absolutely, I think it was a lot of it was um, you know working, getting to work with some um, very talented, inspirational chefs. Mm. Um, you know, it was the uh, what. What made me want to do it as well was uh, handling some very expensive ingredients, mm-hmm. uh, some super um, awesome fresh ingredients, um, you know, and just uh, getting to work as a team and also like an adrenaline adrenaline rush as well, mm-hmm. you know, it was, uh, when you're super busy and the pressure's on your shoulders and uh, there's a chef behind you, just keep, you know, not, I wouldn't say screaming at you, but keeping you to keep moving and pushing yeah. and pushing. And it's like almost like almost like a motivational sort oh, yeah. of uh, person to keep you going and keep you lifted and not to and you know even if you felt that the world was coming down that this person or this chef is not going to make you crumble and to inspire you and to say you're doing a good job keep going you know and this is what I need right now and you call out the next order and I think after after a service like that and to know that you know that I felt in myself that I did a good job. And I felt that no matter how busy it was, I mean, I wasn't sending out crap. Basically, mm, yeah. um, I felt that I felt that that was, uh, you know, and also a moment to know that this is this is what I want to do. This is what I love, and yeah. uh, and it, but it wanted me to push on to go and work for some other motivational, inspirational chefs that could show me something different that I may not have seen before. Um, you know, tell me something different that I may have not heard before. Yeah, and it, that, it, so, um, you know. Is and, that- the, and the great and the beauty of this job, you know, of, of, the, of, of being a chef, is that you know, no matter where you're from in the world, um, there's, there's a restaurant, and and a restaurant needs a chef. Doesn't matter if you're in if you're in the states, if you're in England, mm-hmm. in France, Spain, Italy, you know, this job or this this career and, and being a, being a chef, it can take you anywhere in the world. Mm. And I think that was another thing that made me. Um, Awesome. You know, want to uh, want to take the want to take the. Uh, the I love it. Product, you You're know? just laying it all out there, man. You're giving us all these great reasons. So many reasons that come up often in the show that why this industry just rocks. But it just sounds like you have this incredible appreciation and respect for the food and the work. And I can't wait to tap more into your mind. So, Jeff, if you could just narrow it down to like one or two it factors, characteristics, habits you have that you think most contribute to your success. Um, I think um, passion, dedication, and um, 
you know, the uh, strive to do better every day. I think those are the three things that make me sort of tick as a chef. Um, I, you know, I think complacency is, uh, is, not, is not good uh, in, the, in the chef world. And like I say, you need to have the passion, uh, the dedication, and, you know, um, you know the, 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 uh, the drive to, you know, not settle with just, you know, staying good. You know, mm. once we get better and, and, and motivate yourself and, uh, you know, um, move with the times and um, redo your research and, um, you know, and then once you've got all of those uh, three, you know, three things, four things um, set, then you can start putting it on a, on a plate, so to speak, you know, so. Absolutely, and it, it reminds me of, like, one of my favorite business philosophies. It's Japanese business philosophy, Kaizen, which is just always be improving, always looking for little ways to do things a little bit better. But, Chef, take us to a story now where one of these it factors, whether it be your passion, whether it be your dedication, or just that constant strive to be better, I mean, take us to a story where one of these it factors really just shone through. Bring us to the moment. Okay, so, um, you know, I used to, um, I used to work in a, um, you know, in, in a restaurant as a, uh, the name of it is, uh, Les Pelliers, mm-hmm. and it's in Boston. And, um, at the time when I started there, we had, I, I went in actually for a sous chef, sous chef position, but, um, they didn't actually have any sous chef openings. But, you know, they, um, you know, they, they brought me in and I, and I, you know, I jumped straight onto a, a protein station, which is kind of unheard of at Los Feliers. <laughs> you know, chefs don't really just walk in there and, and go to a protein station off the bat. Usually it's like you start Amos Bouge, from Amos Bouge, you go Garmanger, and then you go to uh, Veg, and then from there, you still, if you're still showing, you know, what you're doing and you're capable, uh, you go to a protein station. So I, I, I was quite lucky to go straight to a protein station, <laughs> and um, <laughs> I don't know why, but uh, anyway, um, so I, um, I started there, and like I say, I, I, at the time there was a few, few sous chefs at the time, and you know I was, you know I was hungry, you know I was a hungry chef at that time. I'm still, I still am, you know, don't get me wrong, but I was a very hungry chef then, and you know I was like, you know, I want this, I want a sous chef position here, you know, I felt that I could, I could certainly compete. To be a sous chef, I felt I had the drive and the energy and the motivation and the, the creativity and the leadership. You know, I felt I had all of those things to to, to be a sous chef. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, and I started getting a few doubts in my mind. At one point, I was like, you know, am I going to am I going to get that here? I spent quite a long time here now, a year, year and a half, and you know, and uh, it's still not come along. And you know, I spoke to the chef at the time, and he's like, look, you know, just stick it out. He goes, you know, if somebody and you know. People leave all the time, and if something if something pops up, then you know you can uh, you'll, you'll soon get right in there. And uh, that's what happened. You know, I uh, I started working hard and I started trying to prove myself, and even even more so. And uh, you know, the doors opened up, and uh, you know, I was able to get a sous chef spot at, at, at Les Feliers, and you know, and from there I, again, I still wanted to achieve more. And you know, and uh, next minute, you know, um, you know, the, the chef de cuisine at uh, Salle de la Terre ends up moving on and it's like, hey, Franco, you know, uh, would you like to apply for the uh, chef de cuisine position? And I'm like, you know, all of a sudden, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm sort of just working the line and in, this, in, this, in a short time, it's sous chef slash and then to chef de cuisine. And from there, it's, it's like, you know, that was the, uh, you know, that was the, uh, the thing that made me really sort of 
push hard and uh, you know want to achieve more and uh, and get further in the industry. You know, to, to you know, no matter what position I was in, I wanted to I wanted to get better. I wanted to move up the ladder. I love it, man. So you said you said it was a short time. I mean, how long did it take you to make that that step? Probably up? about yeah, probably about um, probably less than six months. Oh wow! So what do you yeah. think it was, Chef? Your passion, your dedication, or your strive just for always being better what do you think really pushed you to be able to succeed so quickly um i think a lot of the people around me mm. you know i think the people that i was working with the chefs that i was working with the the, the, the executive chef slash owner that i was you know um working with on a day-to-day basis i think those people really uh pushed me and inspired me because you know if if you're working around a bunch of people that don't have a lot of motivation themselves it's, it's going to rub off on, on yourself, and it's going to make, and it's not going to sort of make you want to get better or perform better, you know. So I think a lot of the people around me um, pushed me and inspired me to uh, to get better. But obviously, I think at the end of the day as well, I think we need that sort of inner drive and inner motivation and, and, and inner willingness to sort of push on and and and, and do well. But I think, like like to answer your question, I think a lot of people around me uh, motivated me, inspired me to perform better because i used to like you know see a lot of um big chefs around boston and you know in the magazine the local boston magazines and you know um uh, food shows i'd go to and this and that i'm like you know what i can do what they do i'm just as good as them i want to do that i can be just like that you know and so again things like that made me want just to get better from 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 what i saw and like i say chefs around me you know so well, they say you're the average of the five people you spend the most of your time with. So, I mean, if you're surrounded by great people, uh, passionate people, ambitious people, it's only going to happen to you, too. And I think that's just great advice just to surround yourself with these great minds of people that are doing great yeah. things to work at great restaurants and great things Absolutely. will happen. Awesome stuff. Absolutely. Great, Chef. So we have your if factors. You told us how these factors, you know, help you get to the next level. But now – you got to tell us about a time where you just fell hard on your ass, chef, with a failure. And tell us, like, maybe it was something you did in the kitchen, an embarrassing moment. But, you know, after you tell us the story, tell us what you learned. So take it away. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, it goes back to, um, it goes actually back to uh, Starkville Affair. So as fast as I sort of rose to the top, you know, I actually, I actually at one point sort of, um, came crashing down so okay. so that was a uh, pretty tough for me um because like i just said a minute ago you know pushing through the ranks pretty fast you know um and then getting to the top you know i uh i actually um felt that at that time i was such a how was i i was such a different chef then you know i was mm. so different the way i am now and the reason why is that because I've learned obviously from the mistake, and, you know, like I say, a failure that worked that you in your question that you have asked me. Yeah, um, I, I, I felt that I was, um, you know, a very different, very different chef then. Uh, maybe I was a bit more of a sort of a, you know, a, a, almost like a wild animal, so to speak. But I was, you know, tense. I mean, don't get me wrong, I can, I can be intense in the kitchen now, mm. but I felt maybe <laughs> before I was. Uh, very intense I'm, and uh i'm gonna ask you to make yourself make you know get a little vulnerable here tell us exactly what the failure is like what were you doing wrong why did you 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 came up fast you said you kind of fell fast too like what exactly was your failure what were you doing wrong where where were you like needing i wasn't uh, i wasn't um 
I wasn't communicating um, well, very well to my chefs. Okay. And uh, I wasn't sort of, um, I don't think I was leading them in the right way. And I think that was a weakness of mine because obviously it was my first sort of real head chef job. Now, when you say and, you weren't communicating, were you not communicating just general things or maybe mission, vision, culture? Um, like, what was not it? so much. But I think I think I may have been I think I may have been sort of expecting too much of them, and okay. I was a bit maybe too hard on them. Oh, okay. Uh, um, but at the end of the day, you know, I, I say that to myself, and you know, you know, and I wasn't I wasn't um, how would you say I wasn't sort of. Um, once in a while, once in a while, I wasn't sort of patting them on the back, saying, mm. "Hey, you know what? I know it was really tough today, but you did an awesome job." I didn't do that. Mm. Now, and I think once in a while, I think some, I think people need to hear that. Absolutely, I couldn't and agree I more. And so, I was just such, I was just such a beast that the way I grew up as a chef and the way that I got taught in kitchens in England and certain kitchens around the, in, around the states. I didn't have that, mm. but it didn't stop me from sort of. Uh, it, di- it didn't put me off. It didn't put me off. If that, if that makes sense, I just like kept going. So I thought to myself, well, if I can do it, and I can be, and I can be tough on my chefs, then they can just sort of suck it up and get on with it. And mm. if they don't like it, they don't like it. Yeah, but absolutely. I, I, hear it, you I think. Yeah, I think you know, um, times have changed a lot in the in the chef world. And you know, I I grew up with the, you know, with the uh, the, the pretty pretty uh, sort of uh, strict sort of chefs in in my era of cooking, and you know that's kind of always stuck with me. Uh, but I think now, you know, with the chefs that are coming out of schools nowadays, or the chefs that are like moving restaurant to restaurant, you know, that are a lot younger than me, it's a different mentality nowadays. So I have to sort of, um, you know, adjust my approach. Uh, to the to sort of accommodate sort of the new sort of uh, millennium of chefs sort of mentality, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I think what happens so often, people with such high ambitions and such high standards of excellence, um, they don't necessarily stop to think to convey what those standards are and what excellence is, and you just you just know, but it's hard sometimes for these people who are coming in and working under you to really understand exactly what excellence is. And sometimes right. we don't, exp- exactly, yeah, exactly that's, yeah, that's what I'm hearing just, from you. I, I, yeah, I, you know, I, you know, like I say, the, the failure was just not, to, was not to, uh, not to tell them, Hey, great job once in a while. I think it was that very, that simple. You know, I used to just come in every day and just, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't sort of, a, you know, I think a chef nowadays has to be sort of, he has to be the chef. Mm-hmm. He has to be the motivator, the leader. He has to listen once in a while to the chef, to his cooks or his chefs. He has to sort of be their friend once in a while. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He, has to, he has to be a whole sort of. Yes, the chef nowadays has to be a whole role of um, people in one. And at that time, when I was my first head chef job, you know, I wasn't. I was just sort of like strictly business. You know, this is how I want it. Mm-hmm. This is how it's going to be. Um, you know. If you, if you if you if it's, if it's not right, you're doing it again, mm-hmm. and and that's it. And it's just no if or if or buts about it. It's no, just, absolutely. Right? No, do I it hear... again, 
and you know that's the way it is. And, yeah, um, and we hear it come up you know, often on the show, Chef. Like, what happens? People have these incredible skills. They have the technical skills. They can cook like it's nobody's business. And then they start, they you know, climb up the ranks, and they get to that leadership role where you need more than technical skills. You need those social intelligence skills to be able to lead, to be able to to read body language, and to know what your people need. And it doesn't happen overnight. But it sounds like you you recognize it as a weak a weakness and you've just done you know you've it sounds like you've transformed and it's great to hear and we can learn a lot a lot from that story so thank you so much yeah all right cool so we have crushed the first half of this interview now we're going to dive into the bombs of knowledge chef and you're just going to blow us away with like little bombs of industry knowledge you ready for this Absolutely. <laughs> All right, let's do it. The first question I have for you is, what advice do you have for funding the, in, the getting that initial capital to open a restaurant? You've been in the industry a while. You've seen people. You've heard the stories. What do you have for us? Wow. Uh, well, that's kind of a tough one because I don't actually own my own restaurant. Yeah. You know? I um, mean, so that's kind, of, that's kind of a tough one for me. Working working side by side with all these restaurant tours people that are the general managers or the owners like what have you seen them i mean you've worked for so many successful restaurants what did they do you know what though i think honestly if i'm going to be blunt with you i think i think a lot of it is a little bit of luck Mm -hmm. i don't think because the reason why i say that is because you know i've eaten at a lot of restaurants um that maybe people that um used to just be sort of almost like sous chefs and chef of cuisines and gone to open their own, own restaurants and you know, and this, and I don't want to like put anyone down. And it's like, yeah, so it's, yeah, it's okay. The rest of the food is okay. And it's like, well, how if this if this food and this chef is only okay, how the hell have they got their own restaurant? So I think sometimes that's my opinion. That might sound a bit sort of mean, I guess. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> I think that uh, <laughs> I think a lot of it is luck. But you know, if, if I have to answer it seriously in a way, then I think a lot of it is. Um, you know, having that, having the right, right, having that right grade, and you know, um, having an awesome product. Um, uh, you know, and just a, just a quality, just a quality thing as well. You know, um, yeah. I mean, I don't really know what to say no. about that. Well, like what I'm hearing from you, um, you say it's luck, but I mean, luck has so many different names. It's karma. It's the law of attraction. Yeah. People will say the harder I work, the more luck I seem to have. So I think what it really comes down to is just you know, buckling down, living with that intentional purpose and just going out there every day, networking, meeting people. But when you yeah. make it your, your purpose to get to a certain place, that luck will find you. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Of- there is, at the end of the day, like, like you said, there is, there's a lot of hard work before that sort of luck can, can come into play. And, you know, um, I hear say, you, you know, mark, mark, you know, marketing, marking yourself a lot and getting yourself out yeah. and getting your name there and you know uh, attending different things and this and that and showing them what you can do and uh you know maybe um cooking for them whatever you know there's lots of different tons of different ways that you that um that, that all uh, works in, uh, in your favor to uh, get your own restaurant, you know? I'm picking up what you're putting down, Chef. So the next question I have for you is, what advice do you have for hiring good people? What questions are you asking? What are you looking for? Absolutely. I mean, sometimes, most of the time I say to, you know, if I'm hiring, um, you know, a, a, young, a young cook, you know, that's, you know, looking to sort of... Uh, to, to, to do well and to really learn and and, and and go through the ranks, you know, I always say to them, you know, what, where would you like to be in uh, three years from now? Mm. You know, and I and I and I always wait and see what they say. Um, you know, I really like 
listen to them and see how sort of hungry they are. Um, I, I look, I, I look at their body language, the way they talk, the way they handle themselves, uh, and then from there, you know, we do a stage, and then when they come into the kitchen, you know, the first thing I usually get them to do is some small knife work, you know, whether it's some Dyson shallots, uh, Dyson, uh, excuse me, um, you know, chopping chives. You know, those little things can um, really uh, see how well they're going to do, in my opinion. I've seen a lot of chefs uh, come and go in all the different restaurants, and, you know, I've been doing this a while now. So I think, you know, asking certain questions like, where do you see yourself in, in a few years? So what's the and, answer uh, you're looking for? You asked that question. You said it again. What, yeah, what's the right answer? Um, I think the right answer is... Um, Hopefully to be still here and, you know, maybe at a, depending on how old they are and how much experience they are, you know, you know, maybe trying to achieve a sous chef or junior sous chef position. I think that's, mm. I think that's sort of the answer I'm looking for. Or to, or to tell me that, well, you know, I'd, I'd like to think that I could, uh, you know, be on all, work every single station with, with my eyes closed, you know, and, uh, yeah, or whatever, it. you know, it, you know, or, 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 or somewhere else or, you know, taking as much uh, information from here, you know, achieve everything that there is to achieve at this specific restaurant and then maybe moving on to be a sous chef somewhere else. I love it. Like that, you know? Great. And I think, I love that you point out, and this kind of goes on to the next question. And uh, I guess I'll just ask the question and lead into what I was about to say. When you find good people, what is your advice for keeping them on your team? And I love how you pointed out, uh, you know, maybe becoming a sous chef or chef de cuisine in some place else. Because I think when people accept that people come and go in this industry, but you help that person get to the next level, you help them leave your restaurant yeah. as fast as possible. That kind of energy that when you put out, when you help other people, you might be losing a sous chef, but you're just being able to help people that always comes back to serve you some way, somehow. Um, what Absolutely. do you have to say about that? Yeah, I think that um, I think you have to sort of um, encourage them. I think you have to encourage your cooks to, to you know, as much as it might suck you to lose them, I think if you really want to, um, you know, take someone to the next level, you have to sort of encourage them. And, you know, when, when that's when they're with you, you know, that, mean, that might mean that you might have to come down hard on them once mm-hmm. in a while because you expect better or they should have known better. But, you know... They, you know, they should they should take that on board and learn from it, and just keep pushing hard, and you know, and you know, and 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 and, and motivate them, and say, you know, hey, you know, uh, you know, this. I just heard about a sous chef opening up um, uh, position in in another restaurant. You know, I think that you'd be really, you know, you can you can motivate them and encourage them to say, hey, I think uh, I think you can uh, be great at that. You know, I know yeah. you I know you look for that position, and I think you'd be awesome at that. And you know, you for uh, I mean, you've got what it takes to do it, and I awesome. think that's and it's <laughs> because that step is almost like an interpretation of yourself. You yeah, know, you're not quite, you're not quite yourself. You're not quite you, or like me, for example, whoever it could be. Uh, and and you know, and and when they if they ever finally go somewhere to an awesome position, you know, when people ask them, you know, what did you do before? Who did you work with? Like you just said a minute ago, your, your name—you know—your name will come up, and mm-hmm. or your uh, your your you know almost your skills and your thought process will be 
in that person to display in a new in a new venture. Exactly. So, you know, and like and it, it's very <laughs> it seems very counterintuitive. Like, what's the best advice for keeping people in? It's pushing them out as fast as possible to develop people <laughs> in a way. But it, it, you know, when you help people and you help them get to that next level, and you're invested in that person and not necessarily so much in your restaurant, like they will right. send people. They'll know, like, hey, if you're getting new to the industry, go work. For Chef Franco, like, he'll teach you. Right. He knows people. He'll right. help you get to that next level. And that's when, exactly. you know, that all comes back around the interview. So, awesome stuff. Exactly. I love it. Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> all yeah. right. I was just going to say that, you know, if, if you ever had someone that, you know, was with you for such a long time and then ends up moving on, you know, you know, they're going to meet people and they're going to know people. And then they might find the next sort of uh, you know, hungry young chef and they can say, hey, Go go work for my old chef, or go work at mm-hmm. this restaurant, you know, and, and they can bring you other new superstars in, you know. Yeah, it's so, a small industry, people know. Exactly. So the next question I have for you, chef, thank you for answering all those questions. Great job. Uh, the next okay. question, though, is on the topic of resources. I know you mentioned uh, Marco Pierre White. He he's one person yeah. that has an incredible book. But are there any books you can think of that are just must reads? To get aspiring restaurant professionals in that right mentality to, you know, show them the way. Absolutely. Um, there is uh, so many, um, but um, I think if you're looking for a fun read, I think Devil in the Kitchen. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with that by Marco. It's, it's an awesome book, and uh, I love that. But there is another one. Um, I forgot actually the name of it. I think it's... Uh, White Heat. Yeah, the white heat exactly. Uh, but there was actually not a, not another Marco book. It was a um, it was a, something. Is it Passion of a Chef or something like that? Oh, um, um, by Michael Roman, uh, the yeah, the guy from know, the Soul of a Chef. That's the one, Michael Simon. Yes, a great book. Yes, oh. yeah, that that's the one. Um, there is um, you know, there's somebody out there, you know, and uh, you know, I actually um, I actually just sort of um. When it comes to books, uh, there's only like a few that I actually really uh, go back to, um, and that is White Heat. And um, um, I know uh, there's an awesome book um, called um, A Three Star Chef by Gordon Ramsay. That's pretty awesome. It's more of a sort of a, a chef cookbook, but um, but it's, it's inspirational, you know. And there's a lot of stories in there. And I have another book. Um, it's called Made in Italy uh, by a chef called Giorgio Locatelli. Uh, he's a one-star Michelin Italian restaurant in London, um, but it has so many stories in there of uh, of, of him, um, you know, uh, moving his way around from France to, and England and, mm-hmm. uh, and and Italy, and um, it's just there's so many cool books. And the River Cottage as well, the River yeah. Cottage, you know, uh, that's that awesome and, as well. That, and that's got a lot of uh, interesting things. Who in was that? The well. River Cottage. The River Cottage, yeah. All right. So, I mean, earlier in the, this interview, we mentioned that you know you you are the average of the five people you surround yourself with. And you just mentioned one, two, three, four, five books right there. And the power of reading, why it can be so powerful is you literally have the ability to surround yourselves with the mentality, the advice from these incredible minds, these these people who have done such incredible things in the industry. Why wouldn't you reach out and pick up those books and just let that influence you? Um, So why don't we go to White Heat and just give us one takeaway, one reason that that is a must-read. White Heat, well, it's because, you know, Marco is one of the most inspirational chefs of the last, you know, 10, 20 years. And it really shows 
what a chef should be. And it's not just all about what Marco shows. It's not just about what you put on a plate. It's about the lifestyle. It's about, you know, if you really, if you really push yourself, how far you can uh, reach your goals. Um, it shows you the sort of dark side as well to being a chef mm. with the long hours and the, and the, and the, and the dark circles under your eyes. But it's not all just—it's not all just glamorous sort of fancy pictures of food and this and that. It's all—it shows you every detail about what it is to be a chef, mm. you know. And it shows the sort of camaraderie of pictures of him and his cooks and him feeding or putting a spoon to one of his cooks' mouths to taste what he's what he's trying to tell them mm. that they should be looking out for. And it just shows that sort of. Um, that, that sort of that team that team effort and that team work of doing a busy service and uh, it's really inspiring you know it's really it's one of the first books I ever picked up and and it's it's always been my go-to book and like I say it's not just for the pictures of the food because if you look at the food now it seems really outdated mm. I mean if you look at it it's so old the dishes are so old-fashioned <laughs> in a way but um, but all those elements are still used today you know mm. um and uh awesome you know i think i think that his i think that that way of cooking you know will never die out you know it's it, all of all of that sort of style of cooking awesome. and fundamentals are still used in in the kitchen today it's certainly used in my kitchen every single day so. great well thank you for those recommendations i'll have the links to all those books in the show notes just check out uh <laughs> chef Franco, and I'm gonna. I'm always afraid to say your name, Carubiera. Carubia, yeah. Carubia, thank you. Sorry, Franco Carubia. Brilliant last name. <laughs> I should be. My last name's Cacciatore. I should be able to spit it out. All right. There you go. <laughs> All right. The next question I have for you, Chef, is what is your advice on how we can either market ourselves as chefs or market our restaurant? Uh, I don't know how much you get involved with that, but what have you noticed is working for certain people? Yeah, um, well, I think I think a way to sort of get yourself out there as a chef is to, um, you know, I, I recall not too long ago I did a, um, I got asked to do a, uh, it was called Battle of the Knives, and it was basically, um, and actually Chef Eric, who you had on your show not mm, too long ago, was that's right. one of the uh, one of the uh, chefs working alongside me, and, uh, and that was with Chef Callahan cool. over in Number Eight Kitchen. That's right. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's so right. Chef Paul, you know, he, he sent me a message and said, you know, would you like this? And so I was like, absolutely. So, um, so basically, once all said and done, you know, you know, as when Chef Paul advertised it, it had the Windsor House, it had my name under, you know, under name under the name of uh, Windsor House as being the, one of the guest chefs, and you know, and taking part in that. And then obviously, you do the event, and you, you know, you introduce yourself to a lot of people. You get to meet a lot of people. You know, they get to taste your food. And, um, you know, that's one way of, um, you know, getting yourself there, marketing yourself. And obviously, if the, if the, you know, if you're working for an amazing um, establishment, you know, there should be a marketing team there. And the marketing team can, um, you know, do newsletters. Like the restaurant we do, we do newsletters. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I feature um, like a recipe of the month or uh, an ingre- a seasonal ingredient to look out for in the, time, you know, in the, in the month that we're in or... Uh, or a special that I may be running for this weekend. I've just got came in off the boat off, you know, uh, Gulf of Maine or whatever it is, you yeah. know. So there's a lot of different things. And then they can email blast it or, like I say, put it in the newsletter um, or, um, 
or we do a cooking class and then, you know, we get, we get all the guests to come in and, uh, again, meet different people that haven't come in before and get to talk to them and network a little bit more and, yeah. you know, and host, uh, you know, host private dinners. There's so many ways and a lot, that's a lot of things that I end up doing at the, at the restaurant I'm currently. Great. I love it. And what I'm hearing is just get out there and be awesome. Like so many people just that's wait it. for things to come to you, but you have to get out there and go get Absolutely. it and just engage and just be a part of everything that, Absolutely. that you love. Absolutely. And if you, um, exactly. And if you, um, if you, uh, if you if you put your foot in the right direction, you know, once you've made a good impression on those people, those people are going to tell their friends, they're going to tell mm. their colleagues, you know. So once you've like kind of got in there and you've made a, made an impact, you know, the, it's almost becomes like the person that you've uh, networked with will start marketing you by telling you how great you are, or how nice you were, and how, how 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 good your food is, and. How, how awesome you do at the restaurant or whatever it is. <laughs> oh, great stuff, yes. So um, you just get out there, uh, be awesome, and shine a light on what you're doing is what I'm hearing. It's great stuff. So the next Absolutely. question the next question I have for you, Chef, is what advice or what technologies are you seeing people adopt, whether it's front of house or back of house, and what have you been using um, that – is really just having an impact, whether it be on uh, efficiency, productivity, profitability. Like, what can you share with us? Absolutely. Um, I think a lot of, you know, from what I've seen, you know, the restaurant I currently work in, we're pretty old school. It uh, doesn't mean we have we don't have good staff, don't get me wrong, but uh, we have, um, you know, the basic POS system. You know, it's all, you know, obviously it's completely electronic, mm-hmm. uh, touchscreen systems, um, you know, and, uh, you know, that it gives you, um, Everything you need to know, you can put your counts in, you can have your whole menu in there, you can check how many, uh, every single thing, you can check how much you're selling off one thing, you can check how much, how, uh, what's your profit on, on that specific dish, and so many different things. But, you know, there's a lot of people out there nowadays that have, are going really, uh, really out there, and they get these little handheld devices in the dining room where it's sometimes it could be a little iPhone or a little mini iPad, and they're punching orders, and it gets electronically sent wirelessly to the kitchen and i think those look really cool and and they're really innovative and uh you know i haven't uh, i actually have an app on my phone um which um can allow me to even on my day off it allows me to see how many how many um how many covers the restaurant has done which um, it allows pos me to are you, you, are you, sorry i hate to interrupt but which tools are you using which pos offers these apps like what what is it that you're using exactly uh mark we're using micros at, uh, no, excuse me. We're using um, yeah, we're using micros at the, yeah, at the restaurant right now, and uh, you know it's, it's been around for a long time and it's pretty awesome. And then the app I use on my phone is uh, NTR Pulse, and that basically, like I say, you can um, see how many covers you're doing by hour by hour, what your uh, what your in what your profit is. Um, it tells you um, I can see every service check live, so whatever they're punching in, it'll come up on my phone. Uh, it's pretty awesome. I can see if they've comped anything. I can see if they've, uh, I can see if they've made a mistake and actually run something in, and then they've voided it and replaced it with a different dish. What see, drinks they sold? That's pretty uh, cool. I mean, I just want to point out awesome. one of the the books I recently had the pleasure of finishing. And it's been mentioned a few times on the show is the One Minute Manager, and the whole philosophy behind that book is you don't have a lot of time to do everything, so you just want to like be a one minute manager. And one of the tricks of being a one minute manager is um, 
being able to monitor people from a distance, like you said, because you can't be yeah. everywhere at once. So right. if you need a ways to just keep track of who's doing what, what's happening, and if you can leverage these tools to be able to do it from no matter where you are. So if you do want to take a day off, now you can just monitor and make sure you, you set those standards, you know what's going on, you can track those numbers. I mean, it's just really important to be able to have access to those numbers and to be able to track what your people are absolutely. doing. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's awesome. And, um, you know, I use it on a day-to-day basis, um, you know, and it'll tell, it'll, it, it, it can tell me, like, uh, the sales by category. So it could say, tell me how many bottles of wine we've sold, how many glasses of wine we've sold, um, you know, each dish, you know, how many um, haddock I sold or uh, how many lobster we sold. It's just, it, tells you just, it breaks everything down in so much detail. Um, and it can tell you, um, you know, your food, your food sales over your liquor sales. You know, it just breaks down very basic: how much liquor you sold, how much food you sold. And awesome. uh, I think it's just NCR. I think it's just NCR pulse. Okay, awesome, great. I'll have links to that in the show notes as well. Great stuff. So the next question I have for you, Chef: If you could go back in time, you just landed on U.S. soil. You're looking for your job in, in Boston. What's one piece yeah. of, of business advice you'd give yourself if you could go back in time? Be yourself. And you know, just if you get if you manage to get in if you manage to get in the in the in the doors of a of a great establishment, just work hard. That's it. It's just really that simple. You know, just work hard. Just listen to what's being said. Um, listen, you know, understand what's being expected of you. Don't give up, and uh, and stay positive. You know. Mm. And just I love keep striving to do better. I, I mean, love that you say, stay positive. I think that's so important because it's so easy yeah. to get discouraged in this industry. Missing oh weddings, no, uh, anniversaries, no graduation yeah. parties. Things are happening, and it takes a lot of sacrifice to get to the point where you can really uh, reap the benefits of this industry. But, you know, it's crucial to stay positive because if you just can't be positive – then right. you're going to be miserable, and it's not worth you're not gonna, it. I mean, it's that simple. You're not going to last an injury. Yep. You know, you can't you you can't be a chef if you're going to have a problem working right. You mm. you, got, you can't be a decent chef if uh, if um, you know usually the kitchen closes at ten because somebody just walked in at nine fifty five and it could be a six top. Mm. You, you can't complain about that. You just got to get it done. It's just you know, and that's what sets. That's what sets good chefs apart from the weak chefs is that they don't complain. They just get on with it, mm. and they don't. They don't Ain't they nothing don't to it but to do it. And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Make it happen, no matter what. Yeah, yeah it's hard. You just gotta do it. Stay positive. All right, you man. Know? And if the chef's giving you a hard time, don't start sort of sulking in the corner and not performing. You gotta bounce back. You gotta fight back. You know. I love it, man. I really do. You just have to get on with it and just show them that. Yeah, it's, it's really hard right now, but I'm, but, I, but it's not. I'm not going to let it save me. I'm just going to keep going. You know, that's, I think that's what sets real good chefs apart from from the not so good ones. I love it, man. You're absolutely right. And uh, I've asked you all the questions I have for you, Chef. What's one okay. question you think I could have asked you that would have added more value to this interview? Um. Wow, I you asked me quite a lot of good questions there, Eric. So thank you, Chef. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, you can pass. Thank you. I think you covered a lot of the good ones that I would have probably asked someone as well. So. Well, thank you very much. So let's wrap it up then. Uh, you've been great. Let's f- try to find somebody who was as great as you. Who's one person you admire and think would just make a great guest mentor here on the show? 
Give us a name. Um, I think Chef uh, James Hackney. Um, Chef James is my is my uh, my older chef de cuisine from Les Valier. He was the chef there for um, I believe ten years or a little over ten years, uh, and he also happens to be a, an Englishman. Um, so so uh, he's a, he's, a, he's a great guy. He's a great leader. He's a great cook. He's a he's a he's a he's a, he's a great friend. And someone I learned a lot from, someone that, um, you know, one of the people that motivated me and pushed me to do well, um, someone who I could listen to, someone who could, who would listen to me. I think he would be an awesome person to, uh, to, uh, have on the show if he had, the, if he has the time. I know he's a very busy man. He is currently the, uh, executive chef at the, um, Wakwasit in, in Chatham, oh. in the Cape. Yeah, so they get into their busy sport. season. <laughs> yeah, it's an awesome establishment, and uh, he's, he's a really great guy, and you know, and someone that I really uh, learned a lot from. And, and that was um, Chef James? Chef James Hackney. Hackney, and that's H-A-C-K? Yeah, H-A-C-K-N-E-Y. N-E-Y. Chef James Hackney, look out, man, I'm coming after you. I'd love to get you on the show. <laughs> and uh, now, just I'll let the people at home know, how can we connect with you? If we're in Boston, uh, if we want to come work for somebody who's going to help us get to that next level, somebody who will mentor us, I mean, this is your, your opportunity to let the folks know how we can connect. Absolutely, yeah. You can um, you can reach me at my, um, at my uh Restaurant's website that's www.windsorhouseinn.com. That's W I N S O R. There's no D in that. H O U S E house and then in I double N dot com. Um, or you can reach me at um, my uh, email address, which is uh, franco.carubia at windsorhouseinn.com. Or you could just come down 390 Washington Street in Duxbury, 02332. You know, just come in. Fill out, fill out a, uh, an application, come chat with me, let me know what, what you're looking for, and, uh, you know, we can take it from there. Awesome. I will have all those links in the show notes, everything you just share with us, the books you share with us, the resources you share with us, a recap of Thank all you. of your incredible advice. Chef Franco, you are unstoppable. There's no questioning it. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. <laughs> well, it's been a hard, it's been a long road, and uh, <laughs> I'd like to think that... Um, I sort of, uh, you know, help some people along the way, and I'd like to think that I'm, I'm still trying to achieve that right now. So, well, it's been an honor and a privilege to share your stories and advice, and uh, please do keep in touch. Thank you. I hope that uh, I hope that the listeners um, found this to be uh, interesting. I hope that I uh, did okay. And uh, like I say, if anyone is uh, looking to uh, get a position, whether it's uh, at my restaurant or uh, need help somewhere else feel free to contact me i'll help you out in any way i can thank you so much chef all right there you have it another interview served up for you i hope you guys enjoyed devouring this content and learning uh from what chef franco carubia had to share with us great guy great advice uh positivity uh working hard that passion that dedication that constant striving for improvement uh just all little things amazing things just take for advice in this interview and a couple first timers i know uh three-star chef hasn't been mentioned on the show yet made in italy the co- uh, the river cottage first time so that's three new books for you guys to check out also uh 
NCR Pulse. That's the first time that was mentioned on the podcast as well. So uh, some new uh, things, first time mentions on the show. That's always exciting. Uh, I'll have the links in the show notes. Just go to restaurantunstoppable.com slash Franco Carubia. And that's F-R-A-N-C-O-C-A-R-U-B-I-A. Franco Carubia. Uh, also, my email, Eric at Restaurant Unstoppable. Shoot me an email anytime you can think of somebody who would make a terrific guest uh, mentor on the show. I'll do everything humanly possible to get them as a guest. Or just tell me about uh, something that interests you, an issue you're having, and I'll try to find an expert to help you with your problems. Alright guys, that's all I have for you today. Like always, thank you so much, and until next time, peace out.